Blog Talk Radio. I know P. Ross like to hear from you. So we got it all, man, we got it all for you. 
Only thing we ask you to do is do it. <laughs> That's all we want for you to do is do it. With that being said, um, man, we got a lot to talk about today. VA, black colleges and voting, Puerto Rico, uh, Roy Moore. Of course, we have to talk about a little bit right about Roy Moore some more. Because the more I dig, the more stuff come out. And it's a prime example of how media takes and twists and picks bits and pieces out without giving you the context of what's being said. And, um, yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. But before I go any further, before I go any further, let me bring the one and only logical one of the group in, my co-host, P. Ross, in the house. P., what's going on? How you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you today? I'm doing good, doing good, enjoying this warm weather. <laughs> and I can say I'm warm good. weather because last couple of days it ain't been warm. <laughs> say again? I'm still, I'm still enjoying the cold weather, loving it while it lasts. I know it's going to change, but I ain't ready for it to change. Well, you can, like I said, you keep that cold weather mess, man. I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to do no <laughs> <laughs> I guess it is. I guess it is. I'm drinking a whole cup full because I ain't trying to do no cold weather. Um, nah, nah, not at all. Like I said before, when I walk out in the snow, it melts because, hey, that's how hot I am. So that's how I just as much I just like, 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 like the cold weather. You ever saw that? What was that um, Christmas cartoon with the heat miser? Yeah, that's me. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. <laughs> yeah. Now, I can't take the, that thing on cold weather, man. I tell you, that's for the birds. And yeah, that's funny because the birds crazy. do you. That's that crazy cartoon, uh, Christmas. Uh, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town. I remember that crazy cartoon. Okay, that's what it is? Okay, yeah. yeah. But I, I, I don't even do that. I, I, I can't lie. I can't even. I'm Mr. Heat Miser. I, I can't be dealing with that old crazy cold weather. Yeah, I, 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 nah. Nah. Y'all can have that. <laughs> you can have that cold weather stuff, I tell you. Um. So what you think about the show today? What you think about the topics we got to talk about? I know we got some good stuff oh, going awesome. on. They, they, they def, they're, they're definitely excellent uh, topics to to delve in, to dwell, to delve into, to get into. Jesus. Ah, <laughs> yeah. you got my, I see you got my sickness today. Can't talk worth a crap. <laughs> your brain yeah. telling you one thing, but your lips saying something else. I understand. Yeah, they trying to go somewhere else. Oh, my gosh. Well, keep that, on, yeah. keep that over there. But yeah, we we got we got a we we got a good ratio of of topics to to cover. I'm looking forward to getting in, in into it and getting a little bit deeper into it. But see what the listening audience has to say about it, because we already know how we feel about it. We already know what we say, but I'm excited to hear about what they they say to what they want to say. About. Mhm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I'm with you on that. I am. I am with you on that one. And you know, like we always say, you know, the caller, you know, their their opinion really matters to us because they make the show roll, and and that's always a good thing. 
because you know we we can't think of everything, but they they come up with some good ones for us. So that's a great thing. That's a great thing. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got a couple of we got a song of the day for you. Of course, we got a song of the day for you. We got Albert King standing by. Y'all know who Albert King is? I don't know. Some of you music lovers do. Some of y'all don't. Yo, that's the brother of BB. Yeah, buddy. And we got a good song, Christmas song for you today. <laughs> y'all think I pulled one out of the hat last week? Woo! Boy, did I pull one out today. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, of course, we got our quote of the day. And, uh, I think we got ready to rock and roll. I think if we didn't talk, tell them how to be a part of the show. So, you know, the only thing left to do is but to do it. All right. So, y'all, y'all get ready. Here it is. The song of the day, Albert King and Santa Claus want some loving. You know, he deserves something, too. All right. Without further ado, here's your song of the day, Mr. Albert King. Enjoy. Nothing. Because Santa Claus wants some loving. Do you hear me? 
All right. Bad work. God dang, that was fast. <laughs> that was fast. Santa Claus needs some loving, y'all. That's by Mr. Albert King. Yeah, I, I, you know what? I don't know what's going on with that. Let me try this again. Because it wasn't supposed to end that fast. You know what I mean? But it, 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 hey, has anybody else been having uh, computer trouble all week, a weekend? I know I have. And I tell you, man, it, it's been one of those weekends. But it's all right. We're going to make this happen today. Yeah. That's right, all you midnight creepers out there. <laughs> Santa Claus needs some loving. Y'all, y'all know what that is, right? Y'all, y'all know what some loving is, right? Okay, then we ain't going to say no more about that. P, you there? What you think? Santa Claus needs some loving. <laughs> <laughs> I let me do. I let me do. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, and, and here's the interesting thing, y'all. And the reason why I asked about the computers running slow, because you know there's this thing going on about net neutrality, and uh, just guy, he trying to he trying to um, get net neutrality canceled, and that could slow down certain apps and um. Uh, what what those things called search engines, you know, and, and things like that, and that will cause your computer to go slow. So it depends on who you're using and what they're trying to do. But uh, it's okay though. It's okay. We we gonna make it through this <laughs> because we can. All right. But I don't know why Santa Claus wants some loving this so it went so fast, man. I don't know. But we gonna we gonna work through this. I know y'all hear it playing in the background because I like that song. I already do. I'm up here dancing and talking to y'all at the same time. That's why I have to pause sometimes because I hit one of those um, temptation moves, you know, that you have to concentrate on. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay, let me stop. All right, so anyway, anyway, I want to say welcome East Coast. Been a long time, my brother. Glad to see you hanging out with us today. Yes, 943, thank you for dropping by. Hey, we're we going to have us some fun today. We really are. You know, so all you Santa Claus out there, when y'all get home tonight, and you said Mrs. Santa Claus, y'all know I don't believe in no Santa Claus. Let me tell you that. I don't believe it. Your mom and dad is when you get home. Go on and tell you spots. I need some love in. <laughs> Let's see if you can get you some love. And hopefully you've been good enough to get some. <laughs> Okay. All right. We're not going to turn the show into X-rated deal. All right. <laughs> We're not going to do that. All right. Yeah, that's that's a sl- Remember I was saying on uh, Friday, these old Christmas songs, how short they are. You know, they're not that five and six minute, you know, length music that we usually get today. Because Santa Claus needs some love was only 301. Just as you get into it, it's over with. So, that's why they, they invented repeat, so you can play it again and again and again, just in case you miss some words. Because some of y'all like to try and sing, and it just don't work that way sometimes. You know what I mean? Because some of y'all just can't sing. Let's be honest. Y'all ever been sitting in church and, and listen to that, that old Lord get up there and try to sing, and you be like, oh, Lord. And when she finishes, the first thing you want to yell is hallelujah, amen, thank you, Jesus. 
and they think you talking about good stuff, and you like, thank you, Jesus, they stop singing. <laughs> okay, all right. Let me stop before I make somebody mad. I'm just saying, everybody can't sing. You know, and it's amazing because you get a bunch of black folk together nine times out of ten, and they sing just as good. They sound good. But if you was to stop them and let them sing one at a time, whoo, Lord have mercy. Okay. All right. You, I, be, I have to be like, um, what's his name, Simon? I have to be like Simon. Like, ah, uh, yeah, no, nah, that, that, that was horrible. <laughs> anyway, sometimes I just tickle myself. I'm just thinking about that. You know, sometimes that just ruins the spirit, man. It really does. It ruins the spirit. But anyway, anyway, we're going to keep on, keep it moving. We're going to keep it moving. All right. Once again, once again, this is Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. I'm your host, Mr. Talk in rare form today. That's right. I feel like just letting loose. And I, I, see, have you ever felt like that sometimes? You just have to let loose. You just have to, everything that's built up in you and, you just got to let it go. Let it go. Yeah. Maybe that's why Santa Claus needs some love. You got too much built up now. You got to let it go. But, yeah, we're going to have us some, we're going to let it go and have us some fun today. All right. But before we get any further into me talking and messing up what we're going to talk about today, it's that time, y'all. It's that time for um, the one and only, the logical one of the two of us, because she is the logic, trust me. She is the logic. I'm just a straight out tell you like it is person. And she makes it sound so eloquent and so intelligent and so just, oh, really? See, I just tell you, if your breath stink, your breath stink. See, she's going to call and use all them good words. I don't do that. <laughs> but anyway, without further ado, here's the co-host, the one and only, P. Ross at the quote. Of the day, take it away, Pete. It's all yours. <laughs> yes, the quote of the day today comes from a uh, Ghanaian author and teacher. I can't say his middle name, so I'm going to mess it up. His name is Ernest Yeboa. And the quote is simply this: The world is an arena where things represent things. It is a stage where the same thing is seen from different lenses as a different Again, the world is an arena where things represent things. It's a stage where the same thing is seen from different lenses as a different thing. Now, my take on that, we're talking about things. We're talking about perceptions. How we see things. And he says the world represents a a a a a different arena. You know, it's the same. You know, where on a stage, where one person may see a color as red and another person may see it as burgundy, but it's the same thing. You're looking at the same thing. It says it's a stage where the same thing is seen with different lenses as a different thing. We can call, we can call racism, oh, just a misunderstanding, but as black people, we understand racism, not a misunderstanding. It's not just a circumstance. It's not just, oh, you're just having a period of bad luck. No, it's just a matter of racism, you know. 
We can say, oh, well, this population is uneducated and, you know, they don't have the necessary resources that they need because, well, they just need to strive for it. But it's the necessary resources for them to be educated and the necessary resources for them to have the greater jobs were never put in place that they didn't have the opportunity. And it's not necessarily because of anything that they did right or wrong except being born with the color that they was born in. So when we're talking about looking at things through different lenses as as a different thing, no, it is what it is. You can call it what you want to call it, you know, where one population or one group of people is able to do stuff and get away with it, while another population of people does the same thing and are incarcerated, where one population has an addiction and nothing ever happens except jail, incarceration. And death, there is no concern. Whereas another population, another race of people, is addicted. And everybody wants to run to the rescue. Everybody wants to pour finances into it. Everybody wants to have a solution or make a way out for them because this is an atrocity. Specifically, we're talking about the crack academic and the heroin academic. How is it? They're the same thing. But again, on the stage of the world, in the arena of what these United States were founded on, to some, these are two different things. But at the end of the day, it is the same thing. So, again, the world is an arena where things represent things. It's a stage where the same thing is seen from different different lenses as a different thing. But at the bottom of the line, at the bottom of the day, and at the end of the day, when you really look at it, you understand the truth absolute. There is no difference. That's my quarter to do. All right. That was a very, very, very interesting quote, to say the least. Woo, I like that. I like that. Hmm. Huh. Interesting. You know, but you said something there that, that got my attention. And uh, <laughs> I, 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 something just flashed uh-huh. across my screen here. That Yeah, uh-huh. that, that, that got my attention. But I'll be back to that in a minute. But, you know, you said... um. I mean, you mentioned racism in black folk, you know, mm-hmm. and, and my, I guess the question that popped in my mind is, do black folk really understand racism? Do we really know yeah. what, what that is? Or Maybe are, not. are we more for these? Huh? Maybe not, because some, 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 some are on race. So I don't really think they understand what the context of the word, what the real word means. Hmm. Yeah, and it even happens, and, and 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 it even happens in families. We call it favoritism. 
If you have one dark-skinned kid mm-hmm. and one light-skinned kid, why are you favoring the light-skinned kid or vice versa? Ain't that still your kid? You know, I'm just asking a question. You know, I'm just saying, you know, I, you know, I just don't understand that. Or, in other words, is that not still your child? That's still your child, mm. born of you. <laughs> you know, here's, here's something I'm going to make you laugh about. I guess I'm not going to make you laugh, but I may make you laugh. You know, when you start talking about that, you, you start thinking about mama's baby, daddy's maybe. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that may actually explain why, you know, in some instances, one child is favored over the other. She liked the daddy more than she liked the other daddy. I, you know, I'm just saying. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but then you know, still, but, but then still, but then still, that's not that child's fault. Do you talk? You know, no. see, you're trying to get me started on something. I'm not gonna go there today with you. <laughs> yeah, I'm not go there with me today. I'm just putting it out there. I'm, 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 I'm beating up the quote of the day. I'm not going to go out there with you. What? At the end of the day, that was her choice. You know, she laid there with that other man. She knew the, the consequences of her actions. Don't hate the child because you made a dumb decision. No, I'm just saying. Uh, you know, maybe, maybe she didn't think it was dumb at the time. He maybe didn't even think it was dumb at the time. No, you know, I, I got a question. Well, huh? apparently not. Apparently not. She didn't. So let's be honest. When you get in the booty, you ain't thinking about all that, are you? No. No, you're just thinking about having a good time, getting that good feeling, you know, get saying you knocked it out. Oh, oh, yeah, girl, I got that thing right there. You know what I mean? You ain't thinking about the, the repercussions later on. Let alone talking about a child coming out, happen to look just like the individual that, you know, for some reason you really couldn't stand. Maybe he was, you thought he was a dog or she was just, a nasty hoe or, or whatever, but, you know, it is what it is. You know, but I'm just trying to explain, you know, how sometimes why one um, child be favored or other. And then, look, a lot of times it, it, it's, it's, it's the simple maternal thing. Usually the firstborn, you know, has a special connection with the mother than the rest of the children, because why? It's the firstborn, her first one. You know, and, and they, you know, the mother and the firstborn used to go through a lot of things that the other ones don't. It's, I mean, that's my opinion anyway. I'm not a psychiatrist, but that's my opinion for what I have seen, and that's what I think. You know, and and in some cases, it's, it's reversed. You know, it's the last child. You know, the middle child is usually the one that get, get caught up in all Get caught up, get caught up in nonsense, you know. Um, I don't know, I don't know. And like I said, that's just my opinion. You know, y'all know me. I, I be out there sometime in left field, but um, usually that's the way it is, you know. And yes, we have those that are are, are, are you know, we could use the word racist, but let's say we, we, you know, we just have those that just are, you know, flat out against their own people. You know, they don't like their own people. They despise being, you know, whatever ethnicity they are, you know. And, and we see it all the time in the black community. 
We do. Yes. Now, there's argument. There's argument. Huh? Yes, we do. Yeah. We do. You know, there's an argument out there that says, well, you know, black people can't be racist toward each other. Okay, so what do you call it then? What, what do you call it? You know, I'm going to tell you a story. When I, when I was um, working um, at a fast food, well, at a pizza restaurant, and, you know, I was a manager and I was working at another store, and, you, you know, you got the shift coming in, so you read the names of the people coming in and say, okay, who do I have coming in? And I saw one name, one name. The name was Khadijah. And immediately, first thing came in my mind was what? Oh, Lord, I got some ghetto helper coming up in here. <laughs> I, I, I'll be honest. That's the first thing that came out of my mind. Man, I got some ghetto helper coming up here. I know I'm going to have to deal with her today. You know what I mean? But, you know, once she got there, I must admit, my, I, I, well, I'm glad to announce that my, my suspicions were wrong, and she was the nicest person there was. You know, but just that simple. You see how I had already, um, um, I had already got my, got my, um, my my thoughts to 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 be just as mean and evil as I could against this person because of a name, because of the name. And you can't tell me that it don't go on. We don't. Everybody does it every now and then. You know, especially with these these. Blues and navies and uh, why are these people name these children all these crazy names? Uh, why they name them all these crazy names? <clears throat> See, y'all got me. I'm rambling now. Okay, but anyway, as I was saying, thank you for the quarter of the day, P. Ross. I'm not gonna go any further into that because <laughs> that's a whole other show I can get into right, right off the bat, right here. Just go flying into the the other side, and then I know everybody be mad at me then. You know what? Before I, I I go to this this story that just popped up, you know, talking about bottoms. Um, you know, I think we cause a lot of that on ourselves, though. I really do. I really do. And yes, there's 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 racism among our own. There's racism toward us by others. There's and, and you know what? There's a saying out there that old black people, especially old black men. You know, they're the most racist there is, especially against other other ethnicities. And you're right about that. They will cuss them out in their heartbeat when they're alone and not in their presence, of course. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and don't, don't act like I'm the only one who don't know that, haven't heard that, you know? It, it's just crazy. And you sit back and look like, well, they were standing right there. Why didn't you just tell them right there? I can't stand that blah, 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 blah. Okay, what you telling me for? I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> you know, so I guess you have to understand the mentality um, and the experience that these certain individuals have had. Now, as far as among our own, hey, that's just straight up, I'm better than you. I'm always going to be better than you. You know, some people today are calling bullying. Uh, that's basically just another word for it, I guess you could say. But, yeah. All right. All right. So, anyway, as I said before, speaking of bottoms, a, a ruling just came down on Trump's, um, on 45's um, thing about letting transgender individuals join the military. 
A court just ruled that he can't stop that. He cannot stop that, and uh, transgender people will be free to enlist in the new year into the United States Armed Forces. Now, is this really a big thing? Uh, yeah and no. Yeah and no. I'm going to tell you why yeah and no. Yeah, because they have made it into something big and, and, and broad and, you know, a major issue. But in actuality, no, it's not. Because those individuals, those type of individuals have been in the military throughout, 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 throughout. Okay? It's nothing. It, it's, it's, it's nothing more. The only thing that has changed is they get to acknowledge who they are, and they can actually go in the military and um, have their surgery done to help them transition to whatever gender they decide they have decided they want to be. Uh, the only problem with that is they are taking money from specific programs in the military to accomplish that. Now, that's where I have a problem with. I, I really do. You know, because the military had moved, well, I can only talk about the Army right now, okay, because that's all I know. All right? I know the Army had this program called Combat Combatives, where it was, they would teach them I guess you could say for those MMA MMA um, fans, they would teach them things like MMA moves, okay? And that was a program, and, and everybody went through that, basically. Well, now they're taking money from that program and, and, and putting it toward uh, the transgender genders having their, their um, surgery. <sighs> now, personally, no, 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 no. If you're going to allow them to come in, that's fine. Allow them to come in. But keep it the way it was. If they're going to have the surgery, they got to pay for it them dang on selves. Simple. You know, and I think that's where a lot of individuals are having, uh, a lot of people are having problems because they're taking money from other parts of the military budget to allow these individuals to have their surgeries. And that's not right. That's not right. And hey, boy, and I tell you, you have some of them come up there to the to, to the uh, um, doctors and the clinics. They have their little makeup on and you know all that good stuff. And you be like, really, really? Seeing the old NCO and me be wanting like, hey, 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 no, 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 no. You need to go back and, and get all that off your face and come back like the boy you are. You know, but you can't do that no no more. And that's it. Can we say that is a part of the politically correct um, world that has been established that is causing so much problems for each and every one? Can you say that? Would, would I be right to say that, P. Ross? Say that again. I was reading something. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I was saying, can you get Now, what I was saying was Because they are taking money from other aspects of the military To allow these individuals to have their surgeries Is that a part of the the politically correct society That has been established today And why a lot of individuals are having problems With with accepting this Those um, transgenders in the military 
I don't know about it being so called politically correct because you know you know we can't even define politically correct anymore. But I would think it would be a fear of the backlash from the LGBTQ whatever they are uh, population, you know, because they have gained so much prominence and influence now, you know, in, in the different areas of Washington and politics, you know, in, 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 in the economy, you know, as a whole. And it just seems as such the, twi- the trend is now is do whatever you have to do not to offend those people so you can keep their support in what area, in whatever area that it is that you're trying to maintain their dollars or maintain their influence. So I think it's more of that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, see, uh, 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 see, yeah, 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 yeah. But as I was saying before, it has always, always been there. It's not like this is something new. It just popped up. I mean, these individuals have already been there, already been in the military. Already yeah, there. They, yeah, they they've always they've always been there, but they while they were there, it 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 was a shunning, so to speak, of that behavior. To you know, if that's what you are, shut your mouth. You know, don't act, don't tell. You know, but but but, right. but now that, but, but now that they're in the forefront of of everything. You know, their marriages are, are legal now. We still have somebody in court right now who refused to, to do a wedding or refused to do a case, you know, for a, a, a same-sex couple. But the, these things were unheard of, you know. So now that they got the, 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 the prominence that they have, everybody is fearful of offending them, you know, for lack of a better word, or fear of, you know, having to be a litigant in court. Are being sued, or, or or what have you? And I really think that 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 is the motivating factor behind all of this. Nobody's willing to just stand up to them and say, "No, we ain't doing that. We don't agree with that. We ain't doing that." You know, rather than worrying about, "Oh well, what's going to happen because I came against them." You know, because they're they're becoming, you know, the the, the power players now in in the, in the big mm. thing. You know, see, mm. but but. You know, there are those of us who just, hell, just don't care. You know, it is, the truth is the truth. We're going to say what it is and whatever comes, comes. I'm, 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 not, mm. I'm, I'm not compromising my integrity because that's how you want to live. That's not what I believe. Mm-hmm. That's not what I'm going to be a part of. I don't care who it offends. You know, that's what you choose. It's your choice. If that's how you want to act, if that's how you want to engage, but I don't have to accept that, you know, I don't have to accept that. I, I really don't. And and there's nothing, no law, no man, no woman, no boy, no girl, no nothing that's going to make me change my mind or compromise my integrity. It, it's just not. And that's just me. I don't know about anybody else. I'm speaking for P. Ross. I can't speak for nobody else. Because nobody, you know, you know, even 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 clergy are compromised. But I refuse to do that. You know, I refuse to do that. I mean, and it, and it's not it's not that you hate the people. You know, I'm not saying that. You know, it's just the act 
that is, is something that can't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And I refuse to do that. I refuse to do that. I refuse to acknowledge you, you know, in that very act of sin. Then I would have to acknowledge everything else. Mm-hmm. Then what would we believe in? Where would our belief system be? Where would our moral values well, be? Because then it would just be over. Uh, anything goes. God himself would have to come back and repent. You know, if we say, okay, that's okay. That ain't going to happen. That ain't going to happen. See, so you either stand or you fall for anything. Mm. You know, and you mentioned the belief system. And I, I think that's that, that is one of the bigger, um, for lack of a better word, victims. Victims um, um, of, of, of this whole thing is our belief system. I mm-hmm. really do. It is. You know, because in order to, I guess you say get along would be a good word. Sometimes the people are willing to actually compromise their belief system, values, and what have you. Um, um, and, and and to to actually accept this. Now I'm t- I'm gonna tell you straight out. There was there was a uh, you know in the military. You know once you go go overseas and into a combat zone. All that doesn't matter anymore. No one because they're gonna have on fatigue, they're gonna have on boots, they're gonna have on flat vests, uh there's Kevlar helmets, they're gonna have the weapons, and they're gonna be in the same hold as you are. And during that time you're not thinking about any of that. You, you, you can care less. Because the bottom line is you got to watch my back, I got to watch your back so we both can come home together. You know, to our prospective families. That's the bottom line. However, why make it such a big issue outside of a, a, a combat zone? Why? You know, I think one of the biggest issues that were that that, that could have that the problem was when they stopped the don't ask don't tell. Mm-hmm. You know, because don't because don't ask don't tell was fine. You knew they were there. Heck, you had some officers in some pretty high places that you know. Went to the other side of the fountain. <laughs> I don't know where that came from, but that sounded good. They went to the other side of the fountain. Yeah. You know, on the weekend, if you go to certain places, you would see them, you know, all out and they full blown. But that was their issue. That was their thing. When they were at work, they were at work. You didn't have to worry about that. So why why even shake the tree like that to 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 put these individuals out like that when you could have left it at don't ask, don't tell. And we've been fine. You know? And I, I think that that is uh, the, one of the biggest issues that, that has caused this turnaround. You know, because basically, I, I'll be honest with you, what you do in your bedroom is what you do in your bedroom. I'm not doing it. I'm not, you know, I, I, I'm not going to be there with you or so forth and so on, but, you know, if that's what you want to do, hey, you do it. That's between you and God. I say it all the time. That's between you and the man upstairs. You know? It is. I'm not poking you in the booty. You ain't poking me in the booty. We ain't doing none of that. I'm not trying to get no titties. 
I'm not trying to get no cootie cat. I ain't trying to do all that. I'm a man. I was born a man. I'm going to be a man. You know what I mean? So do what you want to do. That's between you and God. But don't continue to force this crap on me. That's what, that's where I'm trying to go with that. You know? And, and then you got the LGBTQRSTU, and, and basically that's what they're doing. It, and yeah. they have become one of the biggest and strongest lobbying lobbyists, you know, in the country. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of this is, is coming from. I know that sounds bad to say it like that. I really do. But it's the truth. It's the truth. You should have just left it at don't ask, don't tell, and kept kept it moving. Kept it moving. Okay? Kept it moving. I agree. But, yeah. That was a shit of time. So, anyway, as of January 1, 2018, United States military can go ahead and... Uh, Openly recruit transgender individuals to join the military. We we'll see how this turns out. You know, and it may just be our military is, is a little bit more. How can I say? I don't want to use the word liberal. I guess open-minded now more than they were when I was in. Because <laughs> I can imagine what would happen to somebody coming in saying that when I was in the military. Oh my goodness. That 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 wouldn't have been a good thing, <laughs> but you know, it, it, so we'll see how it works out. We're gonna keep our, our our eyes out on this thing. But that just flashed across my screen, and I had to, you know, go on and get my eight cent in real fast before it became a national topic, and everybody throw their two cents in. Um, moving right along, uh, staying on the military tip, uh, VA now. VA Affairs Secretary David Shulkin, you know, this is one of um, 45's appointees. And, uh, yeah, you know, there's a program that's used. Uh, man, what, 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 what's going on here? Okay. You know, there's a program that's used that, that um, you know, works on giving homeless veterans homes and housing and things like that so they won't be on the street. Well, this this 45 appointee had decided at one point or another that he was going to go ahead and and, and reallocate those funds to other 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 areas, you know, and, and basically say screw them homeless veterans, you know, they on their own. Which, you know, honestly, some of them out there are on there. They want to be there, but some of them don't. Some of them just are having a hard time. But um. And, it was some $265 million in funding that was going to be reassigned from specific to general purpose, okay, with another $195 million implicated in 2018, which meant the grand total of $460 million of funding was to be reallocated away from HUD-BASH and into the general coffers of the Department of Veterans Affairs. All right. Now, what were they going to do with this money? All right, basically try and build another building here or there. But that's all they was going to do. So basically what they're going to do is they're going to take the money that was set aside for homeless veterans to get, help some of them get in homes and take it in, and put it in a different part of the VA budget. 
Well, of course, veterans, we didn't, we wouldn't go stand for that crap holder, you know. So after a bunch of a big backlash and and a whole bunch of um, petitions started and things like that, um, Shulkin, who is the secretary, VA secretary, you know, he has had a change of heart apparently. Um, and in a statement that that he gave last week. He wrote, there will absolutely be no change in the funding to support our homeless programs. We will not be shifting any homeless program money to the Choice Program. All right, which is good. And by the way, the Choice Program is raggedy. All right, I'm going to tell you what that is. The Choice Program, and what the Choice Program is, is what veterans that live uh, certain mileage, uh, certain Amount of area along along the way, <laughs> uh, along the way, uh, away from VA centers, you know, have choice to see doctors in the you know their local area if they want to. Of course, it has to be approved by VA. Now, the only problem with that is, man, the the, the company they have running this thing is so slow. They are so slow. And you have to fill out so much paperwork, and you just can't go. You have to have the VA's approval, which basically has to start with a consult. And the consult got to go to whoever you want to see. And they have to fill it out, and then they have to send it back, and the VA has to say, yes, okay. Now, what kind of choice is that? You know, what what kind of choice is that? Now, I actually had one. Well, I was using the choice to go go to the doctor here in my local area, and because the process took so long, by the time the doctor I wanted to see finally said yes, I can do the procedure, the consult had expired, which meant what I had to go back through the whole process over again. So yes, this is broken. It's broken. But that that is where my money was going going to, and I don't see how it was going to. I don't see how it was going to make it any better. I really don't. Don't because the choice program it, it sounds good, and it was one of those programs that supposedly was supposed to fix the big delays, uh, you know. And and, and take, remember the scandal when when a lot of the veterans were dying waiting on their appointments to come through to see mm-hmm. the doctors. Well, this was supposed to help alleviate that. But in all honesty, it's made it worse. It really has. So that's what it was supposed they were going to do with the money to, to, to fix that system. But then again, you, you you hurting another set of veterans to try and, and take care of another set, which is not right. Let's do the whole system right. You know, the whole system. You still got veterans waiting 18, 24 months just for their compensation to come through. And it has gotten so bad under the 45 administration that a lot of veterans are losing their compensation because now the VA has decided to go back and wants to uh, uh, take, you know, lower ratings, the um, veterans' ratings, because they feel they are getting better. Okay, this is after you go and sit and talk to a doctor for 15 minutes. And the doctor gives his recommendation. 
see, so the system is broken. It has never been fixed. Don't do that. Now, I'm a veteran. I'm going to tell you straight up. It's never been fixed. It's still broke. It's still broke. Now, there's one thing I must say about the VA, and, and it, it, it's, 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 um, it really isn't their fault because they didn't foresee the number of veterans coming back from all these different um, combat zones with all these problems that were not 100%. See, because the VA was set up, the VA was actually set up for those veterans coming back that were missing limbs and things of that nature. You know, they weren't set up to treat um, soldiers uh, with PTSD. You know, back in the day it was called shell shock or however you want to call it, depends. You still got Vietnam veterans that, that haven't gotten all their their um, compensation from Agent Orange and things of that nature. You know, soldiers like myself that were standing out there stirring crap, burning crap, you know, or, or next to the oil fields, we have to fight to get that kind of compensation because the bureaucrats and, and the bull crap that you got to go through, sometimes it's just not worth it. But the VA was never set up for that, and that is the problem with the VA today. It was never set up for that. And right now, it's I want to say it's growing pains, but it's more of a political chess match right now. That's what it is, a political chess match. And the, the losers, for the most part, are the veterans. Are the veterans. You know, I, 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 that's the that's the best way I can explain it. So, with them wanting to take this money from the HUD Vash um, fund, yeah, that that was just not good, a good choice from the get go. That's not a good choice. So, I'm just saying. Go ahead, Pete. You got anything you want to add to that? Uh, you know, I, oh, I, I can go on. Huh? <laughs> no, you you pretty much covered it all from you know what I read about it, and 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 you're right. It it is it, it, it's just a lot of um, it's a, just a lot of politics. They're not looking at the needs of of the veteran. But then again, you really got to look at it and say, when have they ever really? And and if these veterans wouldn't have you know rose up, and and it was such a, a great outcry, you know, you know this would have went ahead and and, and went through. You know, it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been a turnaround for it. They would have took those funds from those people, and nobody, you know, would be concerned about veterans on the streets or veterans, you know, having appropriate housing. You know, you know, they would have just like, oh well, that's where they want to be. Now, granted, some of them do. Some of them do feel more comfortable, you know, living in the woods and tents and all of that. They don't want to be around society. I've had when I've been out there feeding people. I've had. You know, men and women who are veterans, you know, say that. You know, no, 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 I'm good. You know, that's where they want to be. But then there are others who that's not their desire. So for those, you know, who are who really need and could use that assistance, why take it from them? You still have a responsibility to these people. This is the promise that you make, I believe, when these young men and women sign up. But at the end of the day, when they when when they come back, it, it's like they just thrown to the wolves. 
and what I mean by that is is just like all of the paperwork, all of the red tape that you gotta you that you gotta go go through to get what they promised to you at the onset. And so you look at it and like, yeah, they they lied. It's not even worth it. It's not even worth it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> not even worth it is not not even. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, granted, a lot of you know, a lot of people join the military. They don't go in, you know, uh, unless there's been a major major terrorist attack in the country or what have you. Then that's when the 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 I joined to serve my country. You know, people join, but normally. Most of the young men and women that join the military are going in for financial reasons because you know, basically they see it's a paycheck. It's a paycheck. It's a constant paycheck. <laughs> okay? And we like to say three hops in a cot. You know, you're going to get paid. As long as you do what you're supposed to do, you're going to get paid. Right. Um, yeah. Or there are others go in for the free education because, you know, as long as you're in, you get your, get your education while you're in two or three years and you're good. But there are others, you know, they're not. They they just go in because they have nothing else to do, and it, it, it's it's it's. Uh, what, what? How can I say this? They're not going in for anything else. And once they go in, the, the United States government has made a promise to them. Okay, basically, we gonna take care of you. You know, you serve your time. Once you come out, we are gonna take care of you. Well, they're not holding up their end of the bargain anymore. They're not. Right. You know, and and it seems like the more uh, the more that, that that you try that 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 the more that is done, the more they they try and get out of it. Hmm. True. That's, that's not a good thing. That's not good. You know, that's not good at all. Um, so it, it needs to be fixed, and it's not going to happen overnight. I, you know, most veterans realize that. But in the same token, we're tired of getting we're tired of getting getting run up in, as we like to say sometimes. We're tired of getting run up in. You know, the general public, you know, it sounds good to y'all, but we know the ins and outs. We know how we have to go up. Go up in the VA and sit for hours and hours and wait for your appointment. You know, after you'd have been there, you, you know, uh, okay. See, I just got to go there now. See, most veterans, y'all, we we we're, we're a different breed. Okay, we operate in a whole different uh, uh, atmosphere than civilians, and that's what we call people that haven't been in the military, civilians. Okay, now, and the majority of us, we believe in getting anywhere we go. Ahead of time, at least thirty minutes, no later than fifteen minutes early. Okay. Now, say we get there thirty minutes early to an appointment. That's not guaranteed. We're gonna still be seen on time. In many cases, we're seen thirty to forty-five minutes after our appointed time. Appointment time. And then once you get in with the doctor, it's only like a ten to fifteen minute session, and then you out of there. You out of there. You got some medication. Oh, they give you medication. But they used to give you medication. Not now because of the opioid uh, uh, thing. We can't even get the, the, the medication we need for our pain. 
And thus is why a lot of veterans go out and start using recreational drugs. Because the pain is just too much. The pain is too much. And yes, I go through a lot of pain. Y'all just don't know it, but I go through a heck of a lot of pain. Sometimes I can't, I barely can stand up. See, y'all don't know that. It, it's something that we get used to, and, and that, 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 because the system is broken and it just doesn't take care of us like it's supposed to. I don't mind telling y'all that little bit thing about me. I don't mind, because it's true. Because you, you need to understand what these, what veterans go through. And I'm not talking about that little that little pain that you could take. Um, what what them things is Advil for, and you'd be okay. No, no, no. Because usually a veteran's threshold for pain is a lot higher than the average civilian. Okay. And in some instances, it's higher than a woman's, and we know a woman has a high, a very high threshold for pain. You know, so when we need medication, we need some good medication. We can't take Advil or Adlee and and it's going to solve the issue. No, it's going to solve pain. No, it's not. So that's why a lot of veterans are out there strung out on drugs or or, or getting caught up in these drugs things because we need some pain uh, uh, therapy. That's right. Yeah, they give you things like a TENS machine, which is a little machine that, that shoot electrical bolts in your body, you know, on your muscles, and you watch your muscles jump as it's sitting there. But it's not, and see that thing, it's not to stop the pain, it's just to more or less uh, uh, manage the pain. That's a good word, what they call it, manage the pain. Yeah. You know, that's, Man. that's, that's, but what good's that doing? You know, as we get older, it gets worse. But as it gets worse, we get thrown um, behind the, 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 the banana boat. You know? You take what, what we give you because that's all we going to give you. So, and, and it was interesting because if you notice, this wasn't a big, big newsmaker. It was done kind of Low key, low key life, and why was it done low key life? Because nobody could make a big stink about it. And when somebody heard about it, it'd be too late for anybody to do anything about it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because we caught up in this Russia probe and this back and forth with North Korea and and you know, all this other mess going on. Now, if you don't believe me, you have somebody in the service. Yeah, you know, hey, talk to them about it. You got these veterans, you know, talk to them about it. They'll tell you. They'll tell you. This is a jacked up system. It is. It is really jacked up. Because the Uncle Sam has not kept his promise to the veterans. Yeah, the same ones that they had the little parades for or the same ones that they cussed out coming back. Yeah, they haven't kept their promise. 
because you have done, uh, we're done with you now. You're not doing anything else for us now. You can go on about your business. If your leg fall off, oh, we sorry. We'll fix it once it fall off. But we instead of us help, trying to keep it on your body, uh, that's too much work. <laughs> oh, Lord, have mercy. Okay. And you don't believe me, ask a veteran. Like I say, you don't believe me, ask another veteran. They'll tell you. The system is broke. Broke bad, 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 bad. Now, I, I, I'm going to get off this. I'm going to get off this soapbox, y'all. <laughs> but anyway, I'm glad they're not taking, taking the... um. They, somebody got hold and decided, hey, hey, whoa, whoa, you need to slow your roll on the on that taking that money away from that program because there are seriously some veterans out there that do want do need a home. They want a home. You know, uh, unfortunately, you know, depending on what circumstances they ran upon, hey, they they just fell on hard times. Everybody needs a little help every now and then, right? I would hope so. I would hope so. Hmm. Okay, anyway. Oh, anyway. All right, T, anything else you want to add to that before we move on to the next one? <laughs> no, I think you pretty much covered it for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> You know, seriously uh, speaking, right. though, you know, some people need they need to hear the real of it because they they don't understand the plight of the veterans, and that's the thing, you know, because they don't have it easy when they get back. They don't. They really don't. They they caught up in a in a lot of, you know, bureaucratic red tape and jumping through this hoop and jumping through that hoop, and you know, it's a lot. It's a lot. Even even mm-hmm. as you know, even even as a volunteer, you know, um, trying to help them negotiate through the the pile of paperwork that 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 needs to be done, it it does give you a headache. It does give you a headache, and it, it is time consuming. And and just think, these are just the ones that I've met that we actually help get through these things. But what about those who don't have that assistance? Think how mm-hmm. you know heart wrenching it is for them. So you make a valid point. You make a valid point. And these are the things that, you know, um, we need to, you know, be cognizant of and be be aware of, you know, when, when, we, when we're talking about veterans, you know. So, yeah. But, yeah. yeah. Let's move. And <clears throat> before we move on, I got this just popped in my head. And, you know, there's another victim of this whole thing that no one ever talks about. And that's the family member of a veteran, because they're the ones who have to deal with all this. Yes, they do. They do. They, they, you know, they have to deal with the, those veterans, the night sweats, yes. the waking waking up in the middle of the night. You know, going through mm-hmm. a household patrol. See, they have to deal with all that. But see, these are the things that you're not going to hear about. They're not going to tell you about that. Yeah. Now I know some of y'all last time about waking up at midnight going on patrol through the house. Yeah. Because you're sleepwalking, you're dreaming. You're back on patrol somewhere. 
you know, you ready to kick in some doors. But nobody wants to talk about that either. Nobody wants to talk about that. No, they ain't talking about, well, you know, they give them too much money anyway. They they, they get, no, no, we've earned it. Now, I'm going to say it, we've earned it. We deserve to care. We need to care, hell. Excuse my language, but I'm going to say it, we need to care. It is what it is. As long as you leave it in the hands of bureaucrats, we'll be asking and begging, and we keep dying till eventually we get to some point. Some point. All right. Um, oh, Lord have mercy. I'm giving myself a headache talking about that now. Come back, come back, come back, come back. All right. Voting at black colleges has tumbled. Can Democrats fix the apathy in time for through 2018? <laughs> Go ahead, P. Ross. I'll let you take the lead on this one here. This is a good one here. Yeah, the voting on black campuses, the HBCUs, y'all. Historically black universities. Yeah. Black yeah, young, young generation. They are, you know, um, talking about uh, voter turnout, you know, was estimated that 300,000 students at HBCUs, which that is an 11% decline from 2012 to 2016, according to the National Survey by the Institute for Democracy and Higher Education at Tufts University. Now, um, they were talking about, and, and I watched a little documentary for a few minutes, you know, and I can give you all the numbers and stuff. But what the young man was saying, he was one of the student council presidents, I believe, from the HBCUs. And he was saying that there is no buy-in because nobody's talking to them. Nobody's communicating with them. You know, um, if the Democratic Party, you know, really, really wants their vote, then they need to interact and really hear what, you know their their concerns are what their issues are. They really talked about uh, when when Bernie Sanders was 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 running because you know he addressed some of the same concerns that that they had, but nobody else has you know stepped onto that platform. Basically, they've been really ignored. Another thing that they brought up for the decline was that um, in 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 them in them voting was the fact that the the barriers that are now being put in place for them even registering to vote, but nobody's talking about that. It used to be that they could, you could use a student ID to go and get a voter's registration card. Well, now you can't do that anymore. See, so all of these background obstacles that that are being being put in place. But yet they are they are saying that this age group, and when they're talking about you know millennials, they're talking about you know um, adults from ages 18 to 34. Fear is that th- that this percentage is, is going to fall an additional 35 percent, you know, by next year, which is 218, which is you know is is, is imperative because for the Democrats because if they want to control the House or the Senate, they're going to need these votes. This is what they're saying, but in reality, that that that's going to be about a loss of 25.4 million votes. This is what the report has said. 
So, but nobody, like the young man said, nobody's reaching out to us. Nobody's coming in, you know, and 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 hearing us and addressing the issues that we are concerned about. You know, they target the black communities, you know, with mass mailings and you know, and hire specialists, you know, to to coordinate outreach to to you know, to black female voters. You know, which they claim that 90% of whom voted for the eventual winner in, you know, in 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 the Democratic governor's election, elect, which was Ralph North. So they they target the people. You know, they're targeting those who they suspect would vote. You know, but at the end of the day, if they're not they're not they're not voting, then they're not going to get the desired results. And the other question that the young man asked, and I asked this question too, why do they depend so much on the black vote when you disenfranchise us so much? You know, you depend on, I, it doesn't make sense for us to put you in office for you to degrade us when you get there or forget that we exist or enact laws that come against us or uphold uh, or uphold unjust laws. Mm. You know, so so, you know, why should we be interested in voting now? Those on the panel, they were saying, well, you got to remember the history. You know, you got to remember what what Martin Luther King marched for, and you got to remember what all these other you know people marched for. Okay, well, we understand that, but those are the same people who fought for you know voting rights, and those are the same people that the FBI targeted and killed. So what does that mean to me? You know, you want us to be a part of the system as far as votes go when it gets you into office, but when the actual when it's actually time to change laws, when it's actually time to address issues, when it's actually time, you know, to make a change for our benefit, you know, it's null and void. Then you get the same result, ignored. Nothing changed, mm. business as usual. And that is basically the gist of how this generation of millennials, you know, are feeling, is, is what they were saying. So, you know, they have some valid points. Yeah, they got some great points. I mean, let, yeah. let's be honest. We all know this last election, you know, uh, Hitlery, she went out and, 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 I mean, she courted, tried to court the black community. Like I call it pimping, you know. She went out pimping the black community. Yes, you know, she did. Hey, we need your vote. All, all up in the churches, the black churches, and you know all these little meetings, black meetings. Yeah, but where were you at before that? Where were you now? See, and and and, and the key to this whole thing was uh, she was hoping to catch the Obama train into being elected president. But yeah, that was what she didn't foresee. No, but see, what she didn't foresee was Bernie Sanders. Uh, um, Bernie Sanders actually reaching more of the the young black men and women, right? Uh, than she did, because they, exactly. they 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 more or less understood what he was saying compared to her. As far as they concerned, she was old history. You know, she's old history. No, she wasn't saying anything that was new or fresh uh, as far as a politician. Right. Plus, Bernie has had history, and see, and this is what a lot of, and, and, see, 
I give a lot of a lot of rise to um, you know young blacks to school going to college and school and the working things. I, I talk to them, and they are quite aware of what's going on in this country, the history of the country, the political uh, nonsense that's going on. They are aware of that, and they want someone to talk to them and say, "Look, we understand, okay, and you you are important to us. You do matter to us." You know, what can I do for you? You know, that's what they want. Uh, the, 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 the days of just standing up there and making the false promises, promises are gone. It's over with. As far as the young blacks voting. And then the other issue was Obama wasn't running this time. So the interest wasn't as as large as before when he ran the, the last two times, the previous time. So all that all that uh, had to be taken into um, had to be taken into taken into to, to, had to be considered. I'm doing one of your numbers now. It has to be considered. So now with the 2018 midterm elections coming up for the Senate, once again they're worried. Can we get the House the Congress back without the African American vote? Because it is a well-known fact that African Americans do not vote on during a, a well, do not go out well during midterm elections and things of that nature. There's just something, you know, just like this. Really, not it, it's whatever. <laughs> Basically, you know. So now they're trying to think of a way, and, and the Republicans, they don't care one way or the other, really. They get what they get, and they're happy with that. But the Democrat Party is the, are the ones that rely more on the black vote than anyone else. You know, and, and like I say, you know these these, these young black African Americans, however you want to, these young people coming up today, they are more aware of the history of, of you know, as I say, the political parties. You know what they did back in the day, what they're doing now. Who's running what? They're aware of all this, so you just can't stand up there and, and blow smoke up their behinds anymore because they're not having it. They're not having it. So the question is, how can the Democrats are worried about how can they uh, solidify solidify the vote of the young African American uh, to the point to where they can retake the House of Congress and where they can take the Congress back? And 2020, where they may be able to win the White House back. That is what's worrying them. And now they're trying to focus a lot of their 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 um, energy on the HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities. Huh. Now, do do I personally think they will succeed? No. I don't, unless you have someone like Bernie running. But right now, I don't really see anyone that, that's there to galvanize them or, or get them excited about turning out to vote. Of course, I have my own theories about the voting, this voting thing anyway, but I, I won't even say anything about that. You know, I, I and it's... It's interesting. It's going to be very interesting to see how this turns out. 
because everyone is looking at, at the 2018 midterm elections as a precursor to what will happen in the 2020 presidential election. Right. Right. That's the thing. But that's yeah. So that that is why this is this midterm elections coming up is so important. Because that that that'll give everyone a a a, a feeling of, of what needs to be done and uh, and where. Once again, it goes back to why it was so important for 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 the Republicans to try and get this tax thing done now, instead of waiting till later on, and to to avoid. A government shutdown. Because remember, they they signed a little two week thing, and it's gonna be another two week thing until yeah. it's just the little game they play. This is the game they play. But you can believe you could be, you can believe it. They are going to hit these college campuses hard and heavy. They are. But I guarantee you this: once they hit it, they better be correct because. This is no longer the 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 seventies, the eighties, or even the nineties. No, whether you know whatever. My parents voted Democrat. I'm voting Democrat. No, it's not like that anymore. No, these young people are looking and 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 paying attention to what's going on and who's doing what, who's saying what, who's keeping their word, who's not keeping their word, so forth and so on. Yeah. Okay, go ahead, Pete. I'm sorry, I just had to get that in there. <laughs> had to get that in there. Go ahead. No, you're good. You're good because you're right on target. And the main reason why um, why Hillary, you know, couldn't get couldn't get their votes, and we're not going to get their votes. The biggest thing, if you remember, when they did a poll, was that everybody thought she couldn't be trusted. Yep. You know? Nobody trusted her. You know, even called her a liar. Mm-hmm. You know, so uh-huh. so she wasn't she wasn't gonna get she wasn't gonna get the vote anyway. You know, it just, so it wasn't it was it was no delusion. It was no delusion about that. She she didn't have the community's trust in the first place. See, so you know, and and, mm-hmm. and that's still where. And that's still where, where if, if if you want to be honest, where we are now. I mean, just just look at the climate of this country. Look at you know the response to police police brutality. Look at the response to protest against it. Look at how the negative the narrative about it is always changed. See, and 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 scarred and blurred from what you know the real issues are. So if we're not important then, why are we important to your campaign now? Again, you're not addressing the issue. See, because mm. these are the things, these are the real topics that they want to discuss. Mm-hmm. See, but nobody that wants so- to pony up. Nobody wants to pony up, you know, and 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 really take a hit against their other political constituents and just. Say what the truth is, you know. Hmm. Say that this was, you know. Mm-hmm. Say that those, you know, those officers not being indicted was a miscarriage of justice. 
Somebody has to stand up and mm. tell the truth. Mm-hmm. But nobody is willing to do that. So then don't pimp us for our folks. Basically, it's what they're saying. Yeah, exactly. Because that's exactly what they do. On election mm-hmm. time, they start showing up and, you know, they want to shake your hand and be your friend. And if anything, yeah, no, no, no. Where were you at? Where were you at when my cousin was around the corner getting shot up by the, by the man in blue? Uh, where were you then? Exactly. You know? Yeah. But yeah. now now you want something from me, and so you all up in my face? Heck no. Get a life. Get a life. We're not having that. I'm not voting for you. No. I mean, look at and, 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 look at the- Look at the political. I mean, right. and something more recent, even more recent than that. Look at the political response to 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 to, to the Charlottesville incident. You know, the Charlottesville. Mm-hmm. You know, um, riot. Or they don't call it right. a riot. They 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 called it a demonstration. <laughs> a rally. Yeah, a rally. A rally. Yeah. A rally. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So you see the difference? Yeah. It was <laughs> so none of that, none of that, none of that for the black community has gone anywhere. There's still that is still fresh in our minds, and we look at we don't care nothing about your words. That's the thing. You know, this generation of millennials, they don't care nothing about your words because they've been lied to all their lives. They see their parents and their grandparents. You know, the lies that were told to them, and nothing ever changes. The system stays status quo. Nothing changes. Nothing. They're more radical than, than the last two generations, and they're not settling for it. And like your word, you know, they're, right. not falling for the, they're not falling for the okie doke anymore. You know, and and mm. they're making their vo- and they're making their voices heard. They are making their voices yeah. heard. See, and it doesn't matter, you know, grandma, grandpa, great granddad. Nobody's going to force them or guilt trip them into voting. You know, it was some years ago. I can't remember when I was in Cincinnati. Was these um, they were talking about the areas and and and, and changing, you know, the voting districts and the laws so more people could be included because they were uneven and all of that, you know. And they did that, and then right after that major election, they changed it back just to get mm-hmm. those white voters that were not included in that area before. Hmm. See, so they they they, they are aware. Of the games, they are aware of the mm-hmm. games. You know that you you you, you utilize redistricting so that you can accumulate our votes. But then after that's over, you you switch it back. So that they're yeah. aware of all the games. They, they yeah they they are aware of 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 all the games that 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 have been played and the lies that have been told, and they choose not to be a part of. Mhm. That's right. They choose not That's to be right. a part of And kudos to them for choosing that. Finally standing up saying, it's not happening. It's not happening. Hey, I admire them. You know? Yeah, you I do, know. too. I do, too. You know? And, and you know, and, and it goes it goes for the same for the black politicians. They do the same thing. You know, exactly. they do the same thing. You don't see the, you don't see them in the neighborhood until it's time, you know, for an election or a photo op. 
and young yeah. people are paying attention now. They yeah. are paying and attention. You know, and, you know, I didn't differentiate between black or white politicians. I was talking about them all, just politics in general, because they all do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're right. <laughs> you're right. No. I didn't see uh, this as different I, between them. They did both. You know, that's why I say politicians, I all of them. <laughs> I, I stand corrected. Oh man, I'm slap myself on my bad wrist for that. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, you know, we we we'll pay attention to keep track on that too. See what's going on. You know, and I I get a good feel. I get a good feel because, like I said, I give a lot of them rides. So. You know, and they don't mind talking about it. They and sometimes they surprise me with some of the stuff they say. I'm like, oh my, you are aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. You know, so and that's yeah. the thing, and, yeah. and that's the thing, and that's the thing. And we say it, we say it all the time. You know, me and my leaders, we say it all the time. You don't know what what our young people are aware of if you never sit down and and, and talk to them. Quit talking to right. them, to them, listen to them. You know, they yeah. see a lot more than you think. They see a lot more than yeah. you think. You know. Ooh, a lot more. Yeah. They sure do. And that's where they make their mistakes at. Most of them make their mistakes <laughs> at right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, exactly. Exactly. Mm-mm-mm. Um. Okay. So. We got that coming. All right, moving right along. Here's an interesting story. Y'all know Puerto Rico had the, the hurricane come through, and, you know, the, the mayor and the governor got into it with 45 about, the you know, the response that they were getting. Well, come to find out, uh, the Puerto Rican government are going to pay their government employees more than $100 million in Christmas bonuses. And some people are upset about that. They're saying, "How can you pay this these people these bonuses?" And our country is in tatters right now. Uh, the the governor basically saying, "Look, this money had been already approved in the budget, you know, years ago. So, hey, we gonna pay it to them. Yeah, we gonna pay it. You know, and it, it's what they say. Uh, let's see." Um, the Islands Financial Oversight and Management Board argues that the bonuses have been mandated by Puerto Rican law since 1969 and that they were already set to be paid before the hurricane struck with the approval of the Oversight Board. Um, the government has always understood that it would make the end of year bonus payments during fiscal year 2018 as Acknowledge in your letter the bonus payments are consistent with the March 13, 2017 certified fiscal plan. Moreover, the fiscal year 18 Commonwealth budget, which was prepared and certified by the Oversight Board, provided for these bonus payments. Furthermore, the Oversight Board and the government have included these payments in its internal and external figures before and after Hurricane Maria impacted Puerto Rico as part of the government's regular payroll. Thus, the payment of Christmas bonuses has always been contemplated as part of the fiscal plan and fiscal year 18 Commonwealth budget and have never been modified. 
Okay, we're going to stop it right there. In other words, what they're saying, look, this was already scheduled to be done, and just because the hurricane heat don't, hit doesn't mean don't, I don't see, we don't see any reason why we shouldn't pay these people their bonuses. And, of course, you know, once that got out, everybody just went cuckoo. How are they going to pay this? And they're talking about, so what are your thoughts on that? Do you think they should go ahead and pay these, these people these bonuses, or should they take those bonuses back and, and I guess, use them to rebuild their, their country? The country. Well, you got to ask yourself, yourself, what's more important to them? Getting their country rebuilt or people having um, um, a Christmas bonus, getting more Christmas presents, getting more junk that they don't need? Are these people, these government employees, are they going to, you know, sacrifice the little bonuses they're getting and say, no, we're not going to take a bonus this year, just skip it this year, let's get our country back and get our infrastructure back? So we can, you know, we can be back in a working environment, you know, so everybody can get back to work, just, not just us, you know. I mean, you know, they're not going to do that. 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 I mean, but when you look at the total, it's and it sounds like a lot of money, but really the public employees are only getting $600 each, and the 141,000 retirees are only getting $200 each. That's it. That is it. So would that make that much of a difference? Or once again, are we being led by the nose by by the the big numbers instead of breaking it all the way down to see exactly what each individual is going to get? Or does that 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 doesn't matter at all? See, when you just, I mean, I don't know about their country. I, I hear you know they say their country is really poor. Two hundred dollars and sixty. Six hundred dollars. I mean, is sixty? You say six hundred or sixty? Six hundred. Uh huh. Okay, that might be a lot of money. You know, that might be a lot of money for them to forego. But you know, when you look at the whole of it, the ninety-four billion, you can see what that can do for the infrastructure of their of of their country, or to forego a bonus for one year. But then on the other hand. You got to look at it and see what the impact would be on the family. But then you look at the destruction. There's already a greater impact right there. Mm-hmm. So you got to, you know, right. it, it's, it's like the lesser of two evils, really. Which and again, you got to surmise which one is is more important. You know, which one is more important? And then look at how many government employees are we talking about versus a whole island of people. And then yeah. look at how much, how much really, how much really, you know, could they really do with the ninety-four million, you know, in cleaning up their country, in fixing up their country? That might not even make a dent in what needs to be done. We don't know because we don't know the figures for what is really, you know, going to cost for them, you know, to even get back operable or get back to where you know they need to be. Mm-hmm. You know, so without a without a scope of all all of those parameters, you know, like I said, that ninety four million just may be a drop in the bucket, and it, it really, you know, the first drop in the bucket, you know, if it's hot, it dissipates. It doesn't even begin to touch anything. <laughs> you know, and uh, part of criticism, part of criticism says, that, you know, they were asking for ninety four billion dollars in federal recovery aid. Yeah, yeah, ninety four billion. You know, while right. paying 113 million in bonuses. Right. You know, and, and and of course, you know, people gonna get upset because 
They're looking like you asking for all this money, but you finna pay all this money out to to, to your employees and Christmas bonuses. That is just a drop in the bucket then. If it's only a hundred and something million compared to ninety four billion, which you can might as well round that on up to a hundred billion dollars. That that you know, that doesn't compare. What it, yeah, you're right. It is. It, it is just. It is. Just, it's just a drop in the bucket. It is not going to change anything. Honestly. Hmm. Honestly, I know, right? <laughs> Honestly, I know. Welcome to the show, Shadow Warrior. I see you. Guest zero one zero zero one. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. It, it'd be quite interesting. We're gonna see, though. We are going to see. Um. Yeah. Oh, we got somebody who wanted to join the conversation. My bad. We got to talking and forgot all about <laughs> I got talking and looking at the sport. My bad. My bad. My bad. So let me bring them in and see who, what they want to add to the conversation. All right, Triple One, welcome to the show. Who do I have here? Uh, you have um, got a legend. <laughs> got a legend. That you really do. I want to say hello to East. I'm cool. We want to say hello to East Coast out there in the chat room. I don't see East Coast around too much anymore. I don't come around these parts. I've been listening to you um, for a little while, about 15 minutes. I don't see why people trust politicians. They sure talk out the both sides of their mouth. They're polished professional liars. Um, the majority of them in Congress are lawyers, liars, lawyers, and Anybody with any familiarity in law, of lawyers and in law school, they're taught to argue both sides, maybe even three sides of a position, um, just so that they're skilled in the art of argument. So they don't have to necessarily believe in anything. Uh, it's about making an argument. It's about convincing someone, selling someone, persuading someone um, to a way of thought. So when the, the, the lady spoke about not singling out black politicians or not excluding black politicians from the same shenanigans that white politicians do. I think she's right on point. So many people make heroes out of these politicians, but I guess that's what the sheep are supposed to do. (laughs) Yeah, you're right, Beasley. You're absolutely right. And you know what? I forgot about that part that most of them are part of, um, most of them are lawyers. Both yeah. of them are. You're right about that. Yeah. It's on the yeah. congressional levels. In Congress and the senators, just about proper. I think a ridiculous number of senators are like 60 or 70 of them out of, out of 100 of them are lawyers. I've been, um, you know what you don't, it's amazing. I, I watch Fox News a bit for the other day, and they are actually mm-hmm. taking a part, and they are pushing hard that there's something wrong with Mueller and his investigation, and that with with all of these ties to Russia, they've fished, they, mm-hmm. they've they've <laughs> you have this Cold War that's fought for twenty thirty years, billions, trillions mm-hmm. of dollars spent on armaments. That enriches so many mm-hmm. armaments that are never used, and a lot that probably mm-hmm. were, but many that were never ever used. Um, right. And enriches so many to have to have the Russians, you know, 
infiltrate the government like this. It said that they used social engineering and, and, and social media sites like Facebook, um, I guess, to pump things in people's head. And we were all surprised at one. And I think Mueller's going to get to with this indictment of Flynn. Um, mm-hmm. There's only a few people Flynn can name that were higher than him. And they've given him, you know, they've given him a deal. He can only name Sessions, the Attorney General, uh, Pence, the Vice President, Kushner, the the son-in-law, um, uh, Trump, and Pence. Um, and Fox News does an incredible job of just, and people believe it, because I know, because these people are my clients. And I just have to kind of bite my tongue and say I don't trust any politician and not really say what's on my mind, but it doesn't matter as much what's on my mind as much as matters what's on theirs. So how's it been going around here? Well, it's been going wonderful, Beasley. It really has. It really has. And I'm glad to hear your voice. You know, oh. you, you, you know been, I forget. I forget. That you know, I know your Mondays and Fridays, and a lot of times I'm busy doing other things, and by the time I remember, it's too late. You're forgotten. You don't you don't let people <laughs> call in and have the uh the WWE wrestling anymore, do you? No, I don't. No. Yeah, I guess it makes for a more orderly show. But you know that was popular. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. People like that stuff. They like the they like the drama, the contention and getting the stuff off their chest. Well, I'm not sure there's other other shows they can do that on. Just not this one anymore. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> got you. You did it long enough. Yeah. Yeah. And as enough. we get older, we get wiser a little bit there, Beasley, you know? <laughs> Trial and error. Trial and error. <laughs> oh, Trial and error. But it's good to hear your voice, my brother. You All know, right. And, 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 you know, with this Russian investigation thing, yeah, you're right. You know, there's only so many people he can name that's above him. And, uh, oh, you know, Fox News has been a little surprising lately because they, they kind of, in certain instances, they kind of done turned the corner a little bit. They're not as uh, uh, pro-Republican pro or whatever you want to call it. You know, they still have their moments, but they're, they're getting better at it. But I don't think, I think there's more to this. It's more than just the Russians. You know, Russians have been in, been invading in America for years. You know, during the Cold War, you know, they had whole communities of Russians trained to act like Americans. Were, you know, they spies and everything. You know, they, you know so this is the whole right. idea of them. You know, being that intricately involved in manipulating our election is like, wow, this is horrible. I watched a, a Vice episode. We're talking uh-huh. about how the United uh-huh. States was actively in 1996 or something when Boris Yeltsin was running and his popularity yep. was real yep. low. The United mm-hmm. States was actively, actively involved actively. Uh, in the You're manipulation right. of their Biden. elections. Yep. Yep. Buying ads and everything. Uh, and see, that's all I was about to say. Yeah. You know, that's, that's like the, the, what, the, the kettle calling the pot black. Yeah. I mean, there's, and that's why I'm saying I don't know why it's such a big 
involved in a whole lot of other people's elections. You know, right. they just got accused last month um, in Australia of trying to, you know, manipulate their elections over there. You know, buying ads and things of that nature. So, uh, I'm not, I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah. So it, it's it's one of those things where you go, huh, okay, yeah. And then if uh, worse comes to worse, they send you guys over there to lay down the law, restore order, restore the status quo. <laughs> Pretty much the way right? it works, right? Send, yeah, yeah. Send, send our gang over there. Our gang will take care right. of it. Yeah. <laughs> on, on our dime. Absolutely right, dude. Yeah, on our, on dime. our dime. You're right. On the, on the yep. taxpayer's dime, on the, the blood, sweat, and tears. Man, I saw a young guy yesterday with 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 no arm, a mechanical arm, and a mechanical leg, and he couldn't have been hmm. he couldn't have been twenty five. And I asked wow. him if he was a veteran. He said, "Yeah, I was a veteran." I just could say thank you for my service, but I was like, you know, wow, wow, <laughs> yeah, yep, that's it. Wow. And I know you see him a lot, and you go to the VA, you see him a lot, yeah. and it's yeah. Well, I don't have yeah. to be I just go to a couple of friends' house, you know. Yeah, I don't have to go to Yeah, it's VA. a tragedy for the war that didn't have to happen. Yeah, exactly. You know, over, over some bull crap. <laughs> oh, don't get me started. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, anyway. <laughs> let, me, let me move on here real fast because we ran out of time. And uh, Talk to you later. East Coast well, asked me a question. Is it okay if I answer it? Yeah, go ahead. I'm in the chat. I'm not in the chat. I don't have any BTR names at all. I don't do BTR anymore. I'm on YouTube. Yeah, my my channels get flagged down because I'm in wars over there. You know, uh, East Coast. But the channel I have now is Mr. Beasley. M I S T E R Beasley. B E A S L E Y. And I'm still active in. Uh, I'm still active and engaging in pugilism. Going down. <laughs> All right, now you don't have to check your channel out. I didn't. All right, Beasley. All right. All right. Okay. Oh wow. Well, you know it's always good to hear hear Beasley's voice. He Beasley's, yeah, very good stuff. Very good stuff. All right, hey, um, one more, one more before we get up out of here, because I've been, I've been, I've been biting on this one, and. This is just another example of how the media just take bits and pieces of things and, and roll with it instead of telling the whole truth in order to frame your thought process uh, to be for or against someone. And we talk about Roy Moore, you know, and remember I, I, we talked about his remarks on slavery last Friday. And, uh, you know, I found um, an article and a video, you know, where, he, where his whole statement was put in context. And once once you hear what the man said, you're like he he wasn't saying anything, quote unquote, racist as they want you to believe. He was just giving his opinion, and honestly, it made sense to me. Um, here's what the man said in response to a question from one of the only African Americans in the audience who asked when Moore thought America was last great. Moore acknowledged the nation's history of racial divisions, but said, "I think it was great at the time when families were united." Even though we had slavery, they cared for one another. Our families were strong. Our country had a direction. Okay, I read that part, right? 
Now, remember, there was another piece where it said he had mentioned the reds and the yellows. Okay, and of course, you're supposed to automatically get upset about that. Well, here's what the man actually said. There's time in our history where we did. One such time was at the war between the states, Moore said. Brother against brother, north against south, south, party against party. What's changed? Now we have blacks and whites fighting, reds and yellows fighting, Democrats and Republicans fighting, men and women fighting. What's going to unite us? What's going to bring us back together? A president? A Congress? No, it's going to be God. Now, that is what that man said. But see, if you notice, mainstream media didn't put all that out there. Only thing they wanted you to hear was what he said about slavery and the reds and the yellows. That was it. That's all they wanted you to concentrate on. Now you have heard what this man has said. And my co-host, she jumped on me too. But he still said, now what do you think about that, Pete? What do you, what do you think about that now? Do you still feel that he, he, he was wrong in what he said? Or was he just making a statement? Which he, was a he, statement. He, yeah, he, he, what he said was true, but... But as I said, and this is what my statement was, was that when you're talking about slavery to black people, that is always a sensitive subject, and it's always going to be viewed as racist, regardless of what the context is, regardless of how you mention. And I did say at that time, maybe he should have used a better analogy, but getting the full story behind it, it does make a bit it, it does make a, a bit of a difference because it brings clarity to 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 what he said and it is a better analogy than what it was perceived to be previously. Right. So that is what that is what I said. He you know, maybe he should have used a, a better analogy. But having the full context of it, it does add a better explanation to what he has said. Thank you. Thank you. That's all I'm trying to say. You know, <laughs> you know like I say, a lot of times when you read you know, the, the snippets or hear the snippets, you have to go back and find the, the whole thing. Because if you don't, you'd be upset and, and fuming about nothing. And then when you read it, you'd be like, really? I got had again. I fell for the okie doke. You know? But I mean, he was making a point. Yeah. I mean, he's from Alabama, old country joker, you know, so he's going to say what the way he say it. He's going to say it the way he say it. But, I, I, you, know, once, you know, once I read all that and heard him say it, I'm like, there's really nothing wrong with what the man said. He's speaking truth. He's telling the truth. But then again, we know that's part of the reason why they don't want him up there because he is so, quote, unquote, controversial, you know, and, Everything he basically said has something to do with God, and they can't have that anymore. You know, even though they say God bless America, which they really don't mean. Uh, <laughs> you know, so you have to take things in the, in, the, in context a whole lot, and especially when you're dealing with media, mainstream media, because they, they're only going to take the snippets to, to get the sensationalism, and that's it. That's it. And most 99% right. of Americans 
I'm going to go with that. You know, and this is going to start a big debate over nothing that the man really said, the context that, that he really didn't say. So, and of course, you're right, slavery. You want to get a black person to start talking about slavery and, you know, all bets off then. Because everybody have their own feeling about slavery. No, but you have to take it within the context uh, of the way it was said. And I think sometimes, I know somebody's going to get mad at me for saying this, but I know sometimes you know, some people are just a little bit too sensitive about that word. You know, they really are. But that's just my, my comment. You know, that's me talking. All right. So six minutes left. We're going to get up out of here. And nobody else want to join us today. Uh, it's been fun. I think we, we covered a lot of lot of topics, and it was enjoyable. It really was. I had fun. I want to thank Beasley, Vernon, and probably Mays, uh, my other triple one on there. Of course, East Coast, nice seeing you, my brother. Uh, Shadow Warrior, guess 996, guess 1001, guess 990, no, 940 or 943. Thank y'all for hanging out with us, too, while you was here. Um, oh. Okay. Well, before I get out of here, one person got their hand up. Let's get their last words, MP. All right. Go ahead, yeah. Triple One. You on Go for it. Surprise, surprise. It's Sister Ngoni. <laughs> no. <laughs> How right. you doing, T-Ross? I'm doing great. How you doing? I'm all right. I just had to mess with Mr. Talk and say, yes, they're so sensitive about the word slavery. They took it out of the history book. What do you think about that, Mr. Talk? Mm. Hmm. Well, that's not that, <laughs> that's not that's not surprising. They took a lot of things oh. out of history books. That's why we need to write our own history books. What's Yes. You know, yes. Yeah, we do. We really need to write our own. But you know the only problem with that, a lot of the, the true historians um that could put a lot of clarity on things have gone on to the other side now. But that that would be nice if we could write our own history books. Huh. Well, Mr. Talk, for decades, Mr. Talk, for decades, we've had great scholars that have written our history, and um, you're usually financed by the Ford Foundation and the Carnegie Foundation, so forth and so on. So, you know, I'm not taking okay. anything away from All their right. scholarship. Uh, I'm not taking anything mm-hmm. away from their scholarship, and I appreciate that. But we have a lot of literature that's been written by our scholars not only in America, but, you know, um, in other countries where they've taken the uh, time to write their own history. But we still, you know, and, and I don't think it's a surprise that they took slavery, the word slavery, out of the history books and ch- and changed it to the word, I think they said workers. Yeah, they, they changed the word slavery to the word workers. They brought workers to America. They didn't bring slaves. <laughs> they brought workers. So that was the point. No, it's not a surprise to me either, but you said that people were very sensitive about that word. I guess I'm showing my sensitivity Mm -hmm. to it right now. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's all. Uh, All right. You know what? You fooled me. Okay, you got me on that one now because I thought, okay, you got me with this triple one thing. I got you, though. But, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what, though? I I, I think, I think, Hans, go ahead. No, no, I'm well, not, if they, I'm done. If they're going to change it to, to, to workers, why don't they just call it what it was, forced laborers? I mean, well, they already you know. did change it, and some parents were so outraged that they filed a lawsuit against it, and the response to the lawsuit was when the Board of Education changes words in the uh, school books, it takes 10 years to change it back. How about that? Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> so, which tells you, the, the, which tells you it's been in the works for a while. Well, uh, and you know the, the 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 terrible thing about it when you talk about people writing their own history, the bottom line is what hurts so bad is that we don't have access to truth because everything is politicized, the language is weaponized. Uh, you know, people are pitted against each other. If we all had the truth, but it seems that each generation gets a new social engineer, uh, mind program, software program, you know, and uh, different cultures or different ethnic groups get a different software program that's opposed to somebody else's. So we don't have the truth. And until we have the truth, I don't think there's not going to be any change or any peace or any real understanding. But that's just my personal humble opinion. So that's all. I know you're trying to get up out of here. Um. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I agree with you. But what I was going to say when I was, I was talking about writing our own history books, and, and you know what, you're right though. But but what I was going to say is I was I was talking about um, you know, our family members, you know, the ones that that, that lived through slavery or, or just after right after slavery in our own personal families. You know, that's a lot of history there uh, alone. That would, you know, open a lot of eyes as well. But like I said, a lot of them, you know, because back in the day, back in the day, you know, certain things they just went to the grave with. They just weren't going to tell it. And that's that's what has mm-hmm. happened in a lot of families. But I, I think that's that, true, that would have been outstanding. That's true, but there has been some of that history captured. I've actually seen some of that information in museums in Indianapolis, Indiana, uh, and interviews of elders who lived through the slavery period. So it's, we don't have the whole story, but I just want you to know that, you know, it's not like we don't have any of that available. But what do you think right. about the the, right. the, uh, the new museum that they put up supposed to be uh, capturing our history that basically focused on, it's sort of like they started in the modern times, they but they didn't really capture the kind of history you're talking about in the new museum. I don't know the name of it. You know the museum I'm talking about, Mr. Talk? I guess it's the African-American Museum. Where? I'm not sure what state it's in. They just recently, I think a year or two ago, opened this new museum, and there were some comments on it, uh, like from, uh, uh, I think his name is Boyce Watkins, did a video about it, Mm -hmm. visited there, and how... You know, pretty much focused on movie stars and things that didn't really get to the deep history of you know of the people when in the beginning. That was the comment. I haven't been there. I pre- I don't remember the state that it's in. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, huh, I don't know. I have to look that one up because I know they have they they opened one within the last couple of years in Shreveport, Louisiana, and um, I was when I was up there, you know, checking out the casinos. Uh, <laughs> and I wanted to go, but it was over the uh, holiday weekend, so I um I said I was gonna go back and check it out. Um, but I have I don't know about the, 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 the I don't know I have to look that up because you got you got it's me called, interested now. It's called the National Museum of African American History and Culture. Hmm. And I see a map here, and it shows it's. Wow, I didn't know it was in Florida. How about that? Oh, okay. See? Uh-huh. No, See? no, no, no. I stand corrected. This, I stand okay. corrected. This map says African American Museum of the Arts in Florida. So the National oh, okay. Museum of African American History and Culture is somewhere else. Does it say? 
I'm looking. I just clicked on the link. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we'll find it and we'll, we'll put it out there for the people. It says it's Smithsonian. Oh, okay. Huh. But I, it darkened the page, so I guess you have to be a member of something before you can see. Of course. It doesn't of show course, you got to say, you know, yeah. Yeah. It's All a right. beautiful building. <laughs> of course it's going to be beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm looking at this um, real fast here okay. about um, this Texas Board of Education and what they did. Let's see. The Texas Board of Education spent the past year incorporating their own conservative values into final guidelines for history and social study classes taught in the state's public schools for the next 10 years. They voted late Friday to adopt a host of sweeping changes. Um, among the proposed changes were plans to teach children to challenge the solvency of long-term entitlements such as Social Security and Medicare and other euph- euphemistic views of history that, for example, refer to the slave trade as simply the Atlantic Triangular Trade. Oh, the conservative members of the board also hope that no one noticed they omitted from textbooks the name of the 44th president of the United States, Barack Obama. <laughs> the last two proposals were eventually amended. The, land, the Atlantic Triangular Trade language was finally changed to the transatlantic slave trade, and one Republican board member ultimately relented in his demand to refer to the first black president only by his full name, Barack Hussein Obama. <laughs> wow. They even they even tried to remove Thomas Jefferson from a list of American history's key thinkers. He was one of the founding architects of the modern philosophy of church state separation, as well as the author of the obscure document called the Declaration of Independence. So naturally he had to go. The move failed. <laughs> oh, this is interesting. Wow. Uh, yeah. So Well last thing I'll say Mr. Talk. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, I'm done. Go ahead. What you were about to say? I was just going to say, I see that the new museum is in, uh, it's at 1400 Constitution Avenue, Northwest Washington, D.C. Okay. D.C., yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. well. I'm going to have to make a trip there one day. <laughs> yeah. One day. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Wow. Now, see, and thank you, Sister Egoni. I, I appreciate that information. Now, see, we were just yeah, talking well. about yellow. We were just talking about yellow and red, you know, the colors being used by Royal Moore, right? Um, right. In this, in, in this article right here, uh, the same one has to do with the history books. Uh, mm-hmm. It says, so why would you care about a group of right-wing administrators what – a group of right-wing administrators doing to shape the minds of 4.8 million children in the third largest state in the union. Well, beyond the obvious, there are 4.8 million black, brown, yellow, and white kids whose education is at stake. (laughs) See? So, is that racist? Is that racist? Hmm. There are 4.8 million black, brown, yellow, and white kids who education is at stake. 
The state of Texas also has tremendous power over shaping the content of textbooks for the rest of the nation. Ultimately, they have say in what our kids learn no matter where we live. I mean, they use yellow, brown, black. But since they use white, it doesn't count, right? No. That's something to think about. (laughs) Okay. That's just something to think about, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just something to think about. Oh, all right. Anyway, <laughs> huh, I got a lot of research to do for Friday, dear. All right, so we finna get up out of here. P, give me your last words, please. <laughs> um, really, you know, today was an interesting show. We covered a lot of diverse topics. A lot of, a lot of. A lot of different stuff when we're looking at the way, you know, people make decisions. And it really goes back to to the quote, you know, it's all about perception. It's all about what's important to you, you know, about the things that that you value, especially when we're talking about these these textbooks. Now, you just gave another quote where this man used white, black, yellow, red, black, you know, and all these other colors, but when somebody else, Previously used, even Roy Moore previously used with words taken out, it added a, a different connotation. So, therefore, the perception, mm-hmm. you know, to the people was very different. But when you got the whole story, you know, when you got the whole context of, of what the statement was, it had a different connotation than what it was portrayed to be. See, so, you know, just like I said at at, at the beginning of the, of the show, the, the the view, you know, and, and, and why it's something so important to put, again, to put a spin on something, you know, to make it racist. And you already know that's a hot topic in this country. So you see how that one thing, that one thing is being used, you know, to invoke certain emotions or to invoke certain mm-hmm. out see so so when 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 you know when 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 he he says that it's like you know things in an, an arena you know an arena is 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 is, is like a, a area of of competition one person is fighting against another and you see that that straight that statement you know even today is is still true the question is, mm-hmm. how and when do we get past all of this? Or will we ever get past all of this? When we know that there are people, you know, organizations and things that are pushing the racist button to stir up trouble. It's just something to think about. It's something to think about. We allow them to use you as a puppet in their play or a puppet in their arena. You know, or will you choose? You know, now, you know, that's y'all's fight. That's not mine. I'm not even getting involved in that. Will you choose to live above this one world order? Mm-hmm. See? What do you think? See? So it's something to think about. And that's my comment. Something to think about. All right. Well, thank you there. And that was one of those ways. Just a logical one. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So me first, I'm gonna say, hey, look, y'all, don't fall for the okie doke. Now I'm gonna say, don't fall for the okie doke. All right, check it out first before you get upset and start throwing tantrums and want to start marching 
and and beating up on folk and what have you. Hey, check it out. Check out the real story. The rest of the story, as Paul Harvey used to say. I know I dated myself on that one, but you know, a lot of people know who Paul Harvey was. Uh, yeah, check out the rest of the story. No, to see exactly what was said and not just the snippets that we are so used to jumping on and riding the train behind. You know, because sometimes you jump on that train and once you get to the destination, you're looking mighty silly when you don't want to stand there because you don't know what the heck you're talking about. You know what I mean? So, with that being said, I'm going to get up out of here. Y'all have a good one. Remember, keep smiling, show appreciation, give an open heart. So make sure you forgive yourself first. And the biggest, best thing, learn to laugh at it, at yourself. You laugh at yourself and each other. Man, I tell you, everything else is just easy. Easy peasy. All right? <laughs> All right, so we'll be back here Friday. Yes, Friday with another show for you. Um, this show here, if you didn't hear anything, we're going to go ahead and put place it on the website. Um so you go back and listen to it, or you just come back to Blog Talk and listen to it on the on um, the archive in the archives if you wish. Either way, the website address is www.ericlesstalk.com. Um, you know, got all kind of great stuff on there. Um, you know, blogs and hey, just all kind of good stuff. Check it out. All right, so we're gonna get out of here. We're gonna take you out of here with some OJs, y'all. Yeah, Christmas just ain't Christmas. Until Friday, 2 p.m. Central, 3 Eastern, 12 Pacific, 1 Mountain Time. For me and my co-host, P. Ross, this has been Let's Talk on Blog Talk Radio. We're out of here. Y'all have a great week. Later. Peace. Bye. See ya. Now I stand all alone and my house is not a home without that girl.